This is exactly right. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? With Karen and Chris. Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. If you're just uh, tuning in now, you missed the last couple episodes. We are back in the car. It's very exciting. We're leaving Karen's house to pick up Roz Hernandez. Today's guest of Ghosted by Roz Hernandez podcast, Roz Hernandez. And uh, I've been on Ghosted. I've, I can't remember my ghost. Much like a ghost, my story just <laughs> dissip- dissipated into the air like like a spiritual dandelion spore. Your story was fuzzy at the bottom and had no shoes because it wasn't really there. Yes, in, in, I don't know why, but in preparation, like I'm just gonna bombard her with ghost detox. I've, I've been watching uh, sightings. I started with, because we're in a car, the ghosts in in Japan after the tsunami in oh, yeah. 2011 oh. who were getting into taxis. This journalist talked to like a hundred taxi drivers, and seven of them all had stories of wet young people getting in the car. Yeah, and then they get to the destination, no one's there. Yeah, um, that's also on um, an episode of right, Unsolved Mysteries, which was funny because it's all murders. And then all of a sudden there was a very interesting, what I felt like could have been a longer documentary. Oh yeah, I think it should be. Ghost taxis. I, well, I went down a wormhole and there's, the problem is when there's footage, like there was so much footage of ghosts. What? Oh wow. I mean. You're just a guy that, you know what? And if you drive a BMW out there, I'm sure you're not, because if you listen to this podcast, you're like-minded and you're not an aggressive traveler. But I'm afraid a lot of BMW drivers are, hey, entitled. I, I am, yeah, me first. Well, and also what that guy did is the classic, and I'd really like to bring this up to our listenership. If you're driving in a car and you're trying to pull out into traffic and you're looking to the right, you have to also look to the left. Yes. It's, it's the rule. Yep. And I think the rule is right, left, right, or left, right, left. Which I've, I've my whole life, I've, I've tripled that. I go right, left, right, left. Right, left, right, left. I look like a lunatic. Yes, but it's only so that you don't... Because my big crash in the Honda Fit back in 2017, I don't know if you remember that, where I pulled out in front of someone. I went right, left, right, 
And then there was a lady who was waiting to make a left turn around me. And I was at a stop sign. She was not. And she waved me to go. Like, you're fine. Go ahead. And I went and pulled out in front of someone and got T-boned. Oh, see, I bet she was a ghost. Ooh. Yeah, getting revenge. never considered it. Yeah, this is how I died, and now this is how you're going. (laughs) Ooh, that was Ken Marino. We just drove by Ken Marino, the actor. Ken Marino from the catering show? Yes, the catering show. Of which the name I can't remember. Party Down. Party Down. And he's also on the other two as the hilarious manager who I love. And he was just driving, and I noticed him because he was driving in a Tesla, and you can really see people sitting in their seat. And it was that guy. Yeah, it's so, they're just like us. We're in a Tesla. They're just exactly like us. Karen, you're a celebrity too. Oh, not like Ken Marino. Hold on a minute. I don't, there's certain, uh, in certain rooms, I'm a bit of a Ken Marino. Hell yes, you are. Because I uh, wear short, jeans shorts like he did in Wet Hot American Summer <laughs> sometimes. In certain rooms. That's really all I have in common with him, just mainly because he's so much taller. Was he... He's big. Could you tell he was tall in the car? No, I was just I was just mesmerized by his face. I, in my car, you can crank up the height of the seat, like there's a little pump on the side. Oh, yeah. And I have it to the very... <laughs> tallest so i look like i'm tall while driving sometimes i'm hunched over yeah and people are less likely to do a me first slow down in front of me like that guy did and they're like oh that guy looks like six four but they don't know about my little legs they don't know they're being tricked you're like a ventriloquist puppet driving a car or a far away magician (laughs) (laughs) oh i have to tell you just a brief story about going to dinner last night keep it keep it brief as brief as possible <laughs> uh but i love details yeah um went to dinner with danielle kramer coo of the exactly, exactly right, right network, network. and, and um, i ordered chicken i wasn't that hungry they gave me literally like eight pieces of chicken it was cr- the craziest thing i've ever seen and so then i was like can i take this to go were these fingers or thighs or i believe they were thighs actually mm. they were really good but i only ate one and so I took the box to go. And when I got home, the dogs were very happy to see me, got a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. I went right to bed because it was like 10 o'clock. Uh-oh. And Blossom didn't come in the way she always does. And I'm like, what are you doing? Get in here. Like, what? where else are you? That's so weird. And when she came in, she was licking her lips and licking her. Oh, and I'm boy. like, what did you do? So then when I got into this car today to get us ready for this record i noticed there was chicken grease all over this console all over your seat so this the box that i taken it in they must have been like well here's a great part of this chicken is this super greasy sauce oh (laughs) And, and basically it spilled out without me knowing and the car had been covered in like chicken sauce so no chicken was consumed they just got the greasy juices yes i think my purse had a lot of chicken grease on the outside of it and i probably tracked some in you know from, well, the, from the I, driveway this is actually good news i thought i had had an accident squeaking around <laughs> i you're eating those oleo chips what were those? <laughs> yes yeah. they did they caused anal leakage yes olean olean yeah the wow ruffles wow we all thought chicks. we all thought 
overweight had been solved. Yes, it was it was the uh, well, I can't remember the miracle drug that everyone's taking. That's oh, current. Ozempic. Yeah, this was like a delicious Ozempic, except it caused <laughs> and I'm not here to be graphic, but the, in a medical way, it caused foamy oh leakage i never heard foamy yeah fo- well that's from uh not first person experience it was my uh last stepmother second person your last stepmother yes your most recent yeah mm. no no the one before the most recent <laughs> i uh i've i've made an effort to have the most stepmothers how many do you have so far oh I, there's only been two. Oh, okay yeah i like i like the counting now yes yeah, I, I am keeping it. I have hash marks above my prison bed. <laughs> One time, my my cousin and best friend, best friend first cousin, we found out later when I found him at a family reunion. Is that true? Wait. Yeah. What? Yep. From childhood. You heard it. I can't believe what I'm Sixth hearing. Sixth grade. He was one of my best. I know it sounds like there should be banjos playing in the background. <laughs> he was he right. was a cool kid. Uh, skateboarder and he became a professional snowboarder but he's my good friend and in sixth grade we met and then later that year I went to a family reunion at Flathead Lake and he was there and we found out that his uncle was my mother's cousin oh my god oh wait this is starting to sound familiar yes You've told me this before. I do, yes. And I'm I, sorry. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't, I, I only, it, it was new to us because of our uh, memory problems. <laughs> Everything's kind of new. But, hey, talk but, about a left, right, left situation I just put myself into yeah, here. I'm, Shit. I'm hoping you extend your right arm like I'm a fragile bag of breakable <laughs> books. I mean, I'm never going to get across in this way. There's just too much. But it was, oh, you're doing good. You're doing good. Oh, man, this car is some silent get up and go. Yeah. His dog on Christmas ate an entire honey baked ham. An entire, it was a little cocker spaniel, ate an entire. Your cousin friend? The the dog, his dog. No, no, I know. Yes. (laughs) Uh, No, my cousin friend didn't get, my cousin slash friend didn't get a bite of ham and neither did any humans because the dog (laughs) and was on his back barely breathing almost ate to death yeah that's had dangerous. to be rushed to a hospital like imagine <sighs> being to where it's like now's my chance i used to eat like that when i was younger Yo, yeah. like i don't know when i'm gonna have a giant plate of spaghetti in the next 48 hours i better eat it all now even all signs even though all signs are showing don't to showing me to stop like, yeah that that's the hardest when you either are hungry and worried about the next time you're going to eat or you're just kind of scarred from like that experience that yeah. was my childhood experience where it's like i'm going to leave school i i ate it like a bologna and cheese sandwich at what 12 30 i'm going to leave school at 3 30 anything can happen yeah. and the next time somebody's going to provide anything for me is 7 p.m at the earliest right that's not great. Yeah. So you were like that too. It's like I oh, would yeah. hoard food, but with my mouth. Yes. yes. It, or I would just always be on the kind of like the lookout of like, right. do I have a quarter? Can I buy a Snickers? I What's would, the yeah, situation? I wouldn't have overeaten if someone would finally invent a refrigerated fanny pack. <laughs> or just sharks go over the plan. <laughs> like, yeah. How much have you planned for your children today? It's 1981. Yeah. How much have you planned? Can you add anything in? Here's my mother's plan. Open refrigerator, wet, 
half chopped in half tofu block. Ooh. Mm, what a plan. No. Let's see it through to the end. Well, it's okay. I, I'm not a passionate cook either. <laughs> well, you can't be now. No, but it's so funny when I think about that dog packed Oof. entirely with ham. I always think of that dog when someone mentions a curducken or turducken. Oh, yeah. The, it, which is an animal shoved into a... I'm just thinking of dog meat <laughs> on the outside of, of pig meat. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know the dog was uncomfortable, but if an airplane had crashed, and I know I bring up cannibalism a lot. <laughs> that would have been the perfect dog to eat? Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, I'm sorry, you're man's best friend, and I've loved you forever, but there's ham inside but you. You're, oh, you're a croak monsieur dog. What is that? That's that, like, French sandwich. That's oh, like yes. ham and cheese. Okay. I knew what that was, and that's why I, I'm just laughing at the joke now. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. Oh, nuts. Don't do I know now. Everyone knows that my fake laugh sounds exactly like my genuine laugh. <laughs> also, they know you can't speak French. I, listen, we can't all be like our last guest, Reggie Watts. Oh, my God. Multilingual. Yeah. Um, probably throws down a book or two every now and then. Sure. There, there are <laughs> there are certain things I'm ashamed of, and um, taking two full years of Spanish and letting it all disappear like a tsunami ghost is one of them. <laughs> well, but Reggie Watts was an uh, Air Force brat, so he moved to several different countries. Like I think. He was acclimated to speaking other languages from childhood, right. whereas you were acclimated to half a block of wet tofu right. in your childhood. Yeah, that's all I had. That was my muscle memory. But you're, then later you're fluent in, in, that. in college, and my passion with Spanish was fulfilling a structural systems <laughs> requirement. It was either that or uh, statistics. Or I was in a math class taught by an army general. I'm not kidding. So all the statistics somehow were geared towards military things. And we had to make charts using a ruler. He didn't like calculators. He was the most old school Jesus military math teacher, like the worst class ever. Like, you know, how every civics course in high school is taught by a, a wrestling coach or I taught, I got world history and government classes from wrestling coaches and football coaches. Yeah. And I'm not sure why, but this was like a military math class and I I didn't want to buy the book that's how little I respected the content <laughs> so I would I would get the book from the library but it had been updated so the page numbers progressively got, were <laughs> off like by the end of the book I was like to see where everyone else was on oh I'm 20 pages before you because they learned more about this math whatever anyway I I knew I wouldn't pass and so I, I went into Spanish that fulfilled that requirement, which so it was almost me. like a it was a move out of desperation instead yes. of passion for the language. Right, but in order to you know colleges, it's not easy. It wasn't for me, and to pass Spanish, I did have to learn and write it and understand it when spoken. And the fact that I went to Costa Rica and I didn't understand anything, although after ten days there. And this was a decade ago or more. It was starting to come back. Yeah. Just conversationally. Because they should have asked you where the library was. Then you would have been able to. Do you mean to... the biblioteca? <laughs> 
it, oh, I hope that's not a dance club. Tokar la guitarra, un zapatos es muy bonita. Mi gato es muy feo. I, so what I said is, play guitar, your cat's ugly, my, my shoes are beautiful. That's all I got. That's what you retained. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all I retained. I mean, when I was in Italy and I had literally taken like three rounds of Babel and then would ignore every prompt when the Babel's like, learn a new word today. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, which, why? And so when we were there, I had that like, I wanted to be able to communicate so badly. It was embarrassing to me. And then I'm like, well, that's a really good like impetus to learn being kind of humiliated and needing to cover right uh you know i started picking up on context clues very quickly and like absorbing it because here, guys. oh oh it it's and a, i ran a yellow we'll oh, go around the block yeah we'll go around the block that it was your idea i'm repeating it <laughs> as if to you're confirming like the co-pilot on a plane yes <laughs> and i appreciate it I'm, but it's one that doesn't... I'm just that inflatable one. Because <laughs> I'm not doing much. The dirty one from airplane. Yeah, yeah. That's not where an air nozzle goes. I don't want to be a snob, but when we recorded... We just recorded with Reggie Watts yesterday, mm -hmm. listener. So this is why we're kind of talking about it a lot. But to be driving around Burbank mm -hmm. instead of central Los Angeles right. is so nice. Yeah. It's, I just love this town. Yeah. At the end of the podcast, when we saw the man with uh, six tears on his face, it isn't because he's a professional clown for children. No. And there's not a lot of tears on faces over here. Tattoos of them. There's more of like, this is where all the guys who do the lights for two and a half men live. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of crew people. There's a lot of union members and people who have made a good living with a great yeah. trade. It's yeah. that kind of shit. Doing props for Hugh Laurie. Yeah. <laughs> that house cane doesn't show up on set by itself. <laughs> I, I always confuse. I'm thinking of Chuck Laurie. Oh. He's the two and a half man guy, right? Yep. He is. Okay. But yep. Hugh Laurie's great. But Hugh Laurie is nothing to shake a cane at. Oh, when, shit. Now I have to make a left turn on this weird... It's God okay. It. It's okay. It's a red uh, arrow. That's that's reassuring. Oh, that means that's it's about to be a green arrow. That's true. Yeah. It's controlled. See, I am doing some co-piloting. <laughs> you are. For real. Hugh Laurie, when I got my tonsils, I think I've mentioned this. The anesthesiologist who said, "Ooh, stand-up comedies. What, what, what's that like?" And he was looking into my eyes as he put the needle in my arm and hit a nerve. <laughs> oh! He, pull, he pulled a real house. You're a loose cannon. Are you a real doctor? And he looked like house. And but I didn't have the chance to tell him because You're it was out. so much pain. And then I was out. So the needle was in that nerve the whole surgery. Anyway, he's great. And if you if you ever do some YouTubing. Look up Hugh Laurie and his his you know British sketch comedy because he was like a bit of Fry and Laurie. A bit of Fry and Laurie. Mm -hmm. That is what it is. I know. Called. <laughs> yes. It I is. thought you were saying when people go to YouTube, they should check out a bit of Fry and Laurie, <laughs> like you're saying. <laughs> no. The portion they should take in. What if just it, a bit? Anything that might be on the Acorn. BBC or BritBox channel, I'm going to know it. Yeah. That's where I spend all my time. That's like my skateboarding. 
Yeah. Skateboarding's my skateboarding, but so is comedy and, uh, you know, Fast and Furious drifting <laughs> footage. Oh, not doing it? No, no, I stay clear. I stay clear, you know, when they block off an intersection and, and people... I do not know what I looked up. Maybe I was looking for a steering wheel cover. I don't know what it is that made my phone think that I am interested in that, but my algorithm shows me street drifting every other video. I don't know how to undo it or tell my phone this actually isn't an interest of mine. Do you huh. know what I should do? Maybe say it out loud. Okay. Siri. <laughs> Siri. Tom Cruise's daughter. Are you listening? Alexa, stop it. <laughs> Alexa, Siri. Knock it off. You're not getting dinner unless you have some in your refrigerated fanny pack. I, I just blurted that out, and I think it's actually a good invention. Uh, how would you refrigerate it? It has coils. It has a small, it's really essentially a small refrigerator, but rather than in a box of metal, it's cloth and it's a strap and you wear it around your waist. Okay. It's batteries. How are, okay, batteries. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, sharks? 80%. <laughs> 80 who's 70%. You just yell percentages at them, right? I don't know. I've I've only watched that like part of that show and it was two women who were designing jewelry and they were sisters and they'd both been in the army. And somehow they thought both of them being in the army made that jewelry more appealing. Oh. Uh, and I was like this hurts my feelings because I don't this is like one of those things where you're like, they nobody believed in it. Yeah. It's just like that's and this is being televised. Yeah. I I hate it Dang. when when someone actually has a very bad idea. It hurts my feelings like like when you drive by a a bad business idea that's closing. Like pants for cats. Oh, there she is, waiting. Looking super cool. Uh. Those are cool glasses. They look <laughs> like they're made of marshmallows. <laughs> Hi, Roz. You're so tinted. I didn't know if it was you. Hi. Oh, right. this shit up. Hi. <laughs> you look cool. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. I thought at first your sunglasses were made entirely of mushrooms. <laughs> or marshmallows. <laughs> mushrooms. Um, have you... Did you eat a mushroom? Is that why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a sweet and delicious mushroom, like on a s'more. Oh, this car smells so new. Does it? Yeah, it's nice. Because wow. we did have a chicken grease spill last night, and so I was afraid it was going to smell like that. Don't worry, it was in my seat. <laughs> oh, wh wh where'd you get chicken grease from? It was... Was uh, there chicken, too, or I just the grease? That I got the chicken, I got the grease. It was in a to-go box that was I mishandled, basically. Um. And then and discovered a little congealed pile of chicken grease in Chris's seat this morning. Yeah, I had a friend um, do kind of a, a McBreakfast of some sort <laughs> grease stain on my seat that was there for like a couple of weeks mm. and I, I forgot about it and we just got it scrubbed out so everything's going great over here. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I love to hear a victory story right off the bat. How is everyone? Good. I'm terrific. Good. How are you? Um, 
well, I'm pretty great. I was just listening to some Cheryl Crow, and all I want to do is have some fun. Yay! Really? Have you, Cheryl, have you just rediscovered Cheryl Crow? Or have yeah, you been... it's like, for some reason, I just haven't listened to Cheryl Crow in a minute, and then went to... You know, Cheryl Crow on some of the music apps, and then before I know it, I'm, you know, I have a feeling I'm not the only one <laughs> yeah. that wants to have some fun. But if you go on random, eventually her country duet with Kid Rock's gonna come on. Yeah. <laughs> that is one that I skip. Yeah, yeah. Well, we all make weird decisions. Yeah. I but... feel like Cheryl, uh, and it's rude to ask you, so I, and I was going to, but I won't. Um, how old you were when the OG Cheryl Crow album came out because I, it was when I first moved to LA and truly it was like every billboard it was on every radio station because it was like the early 90s it was so yeah pervasive and kind of like you know as a young rebel I had to I wonder how Angeline felt about that. <laughs> she, she was getting serious, serious I'm sure anytime you bring up Cheryl Crow to her, it's a sore spot. Yes. Well, I've always been confronted by the fact that the sun does not come up over Santa Monica Boulevard. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. I yeah. mean, it would have to be running east-west, right? Do you guys ever <laughs> listen to Cheryl? Do you ever, you ever put on a little Cheryl Crow? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. She's a really good songwriter. She's truly unbelievable. And if you've ever seen her live, she is album perfect sounding and playing when she performs live. You can't... I always appreciate that. Yes. It's kind of crazy. I can't remember where I saw her, um, but I kept going, is she lip syncing? This is so... She's not missing Are you sure it, it wasn't a drag queen? <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. With a weird perm and wig on? Yeah. That place looks fun. There's a saloon with the Oh, well, doors. I'll tell you. That place is not fun. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> no, it is not. You've been there? Um, no, but I've read the papers. Mm-hmm. And oh, wow. that is a place that had... Um, Gunfights? No, no. Um, uh, vaccine fights, actually. Oh, wow. They refused to shut down during COVID, and so the city shut them down. Yeah, yeah. well. And then it turned into protests and, um, oh, it, yeah, rallies up and down the street. Was everyone <laughs> protesting dressed like a cowboy? Because it's, it's, I think it's hilarious that that's a business in Burbank <laughs> made to look like an old, like they do reenactments. I always wanted to be a re, uh cowboy gunfight reenactor and it's my job every Wednesday to pretend to get shot and fall into a horse trough. Mm. Now, don't you have a story about getting bit by a scorpion or Please, something? I, I beg you. No, I, I know. <laughs> Listen, again, I'll if remind I you guys, I've been listening to the show I, for years. Uh, that, and you just proved it and I really appreciate it. Anyway, the year was 2000. Uh, Colin Farrell. Oh, I will not talk about that. <laughs> I brought my cat. The cat had feline. What if I just did a greatest hits of everything? <laughs> just one I, sentence each. Uh, I'm here for it. But you that, know you're right. That did reinstill my childhood desire to be in a Western reenactment. Yes. This Burbank, particularly this street, is, the, I think, the most interesting street in Los Angeles. Yes. This We're driving down Magnolia Boulevard right now. Mm-hmm. And this is where you will find weird... Like the weirdest weirdos in the best way. Yep. And you'll find the gun people. For some yeah. reason, there's like three or four guns over there here. There are a lot of 
gun stores. Wait a second. I'm so sorry. But is that Jojo Siwa's studio? That is indeed Jojo (gasps) Siwa's studio. One time I saw a car parked out front that had pictures of her like as part of the paint job it was just like pictures everywhere of her and so is it like her dance or her like what kind of studio you know i can't i can't answer that question for you okay but i have a question there's holly wolf dog groomer oh i love any and they all excuse it with any grooming not to be confused with the one that i take my dog to which is also on the street it's called pimp my pooch oh Oh. i like it the one in my hometown is called cats over broadway and (laughs) there's like a film reel and cats silhouettes of cats with little top hats i mean it's everything all at once So it's basically saying, like, if you bring your cat here, your cat will look like a Broadway star. Yeah, yeah, your cat's ready for stage. Not film, though. Five, six, seven, eight. (laughs) They put little tap shoes on their paws. I just, the only reason I had that JoJo Siwa studio gave me such pause is because one time... (laughs) Like, thank you. I just wanted to explain myself. One time when we were on vacation in Hawaii, we went to a bar and I drank Mai Tais and I basically never drink but I did it on vacation and when I came home I went to bed and then when I woke up in the morning I realized I had tweeted something and when I looked at it it was I retweeted a video of Jojo Siwa dancing with like this really amazing I think he was a choreographer and they were doing all this crazy really hard fast you know like uh, high level dancing and I retweeted it and wrote something along the lines of like in your face (laughs) (laughs) and i don't i didn't know who she was it's not like i was a fan or even like oh i get it or anything it was like i had accidentally just done this weird thing like drunkenly and went to sleep and whose face whose face was it in i'm not i think i was just like writing something dumb yeah 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 i mean I for so our listeners uh and i'm not saying i'm one of them who's jojo siwa oh Jojo Siwa is a... Well, actually, I don't really know, but... I, you know, I I just know context clues that I've gathered. Right. What are um, your context clues? Okay, she was on the show Dance Moms. Um, pretty sure she's an out lesbian. Mm-hmm. Um, she loves a tight ponytail. <laughs> and I believe since she was on Dance Moms, she's not one of the moms, which makes me think she's one of the dance girls. Yes. And I think the other thing I knew about her was, because I also think she became like a YouTube-like influencer. Okay. Because I basically saw her, like my niece Nora referenced her when she was like seven years old one time. But I didn't have any kind of idea of what the conversation was. I was just like, oh, this is this is entertainment for children that I have absolutely no right. idea about yes. anymore. It's such a weird time where, like, where there's famous people and you know their names and none of us can pinpoint why we know them and they don't start it's not like oh jojo siwa was the little sister on happy days so now we all know what we're talking (laughs) about it truly is like they're from a reality show but they're the ones the fans liked and then they did this Uh thing i mean she was a good dancer okay I <laughs> yeah, I like last night there was a line at the echo that was uh, so I've never seen a longer line and it said uh, it doesn't matter 
I had to Google who it was. It was someone's name that I didn't retain, but it was, it was I had me. to read page and after page, and it was just a kid that got wildly popular after a viral TikTok. Oh. Yeah, we live in such an mm -hmm. era where there's just like so many people that are technically considered famous. Like it's not the the old days of three channels. I always think about yeah. like how people 70s and before how famous they were. Like they right. were so famous. Yeah. And now I mean it's good in a lot of ways that there's like sure. more spread out for everyone to enjoy, but um it's not as much of a communal uh, collective thing where we all know the same references. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, and it's almost like that's how the, like the super fan stand culture, it's almost like you have to go represent the person like, this is who I believe in and you should too. Yes. It almost feels like the vibe because it's like, right, I need that energy because other than that, I don't know who any of these people are and I wouldn't. Like the idea that my niece watched YouTube like it was TV, like preferred yeah, that. Young people do. Yeah, it's so different than anything I'm used to. Where it's like, oh, that's she doesn't want to come and sit. I mean, she would eventually like watch sitcoms with my sister or whatever. But ultimately, she's in her room watching YouTube at, like it is TV. You know, I was talking to yes, someone I today. I always think the past few years that. Like, is stand-up going to go away, like, as, you know, TikTok and stuff takes over? And because I wonder, because I, I don't see as many comedians when I do shows that are like, oh, this 19-year-old just moved to town. Like, I'm not seeing as many, like, super oh, young. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just the old old people like me sticking it out. <laughs> no, well, me too. Yeah. I, but I think, like, maybe it will. I mean, I don't know. The, the audience is all kinds of people come, but... I'm like, maybe it will be something where, like, the audiences get older and, you know, it's like, I always say, like, what's wrong with being the Eagles? You know, yes. like, yeah, you can play yeah. for people your age and if younger people are into it, they can show up. But, yes. like, like I don't want to be sitting here being like, so, kids, what are we talking about? Like, I don't yeah. care. I'd rather just talk to my people my age. I, for real. I like to think that I'm not, I'm only saying it. Get the audiences get better, and I more love people it. getting interested in stand up. And it's the one thing uh, that's impossible to replace. Because I one time I went in, I don't know whose idea it was, but with we put on ball a ball suit, and they were making holograms of us so they could have us do stand up. Project it anywhere, and I'm like, this is a terrible okay. idea, but I'll take your money, weird guy with a yellow Lamborghini. <laughs> and I knew it wouldn't work. That's as close as they've gotten. Like it was after the everyone was freaking out because Tupac in hologram form was at Coachella or something. Oh yeah, okay. this was back then, and that was such a bad idea that I decided that day that nothing could ever replace live stand up. Yeah. But you're thinking more, will it just not? Be interesting to people anymore right yeah. but but i keep getting proven wrong is the good thing by like seeing well at least the audiences are definitely like there's so many audiences and so many shows that i have done that i'm like really excited but i just don't see as many like 21 year old comedians or yeah. like i think they just go to tiktok now right well, the the weird thing that i'm seeing from short attention span tiktok and everything is this trend of crowd work 
because people don't yes. want to burn their material. Yeah. Audiences now expect they're back to being scared to sit in the front row or they heckle. And that's like a new thing that I've seen. That, yeah. And I'm uh, just not good enough at improv. <laughs> I, I, t- I believe I talked about this last time I was here. I did take an improv class over the pandemic. and Oh, right. Your Zoom improv. Yeah. And I sometimes will be up on stage and I'm like, I can do this. <laughs> like somebody says something in the audience. I'm like, yes. And, yeah. Yeah. And? Yes. What, what? What would you like? Yeah, that I don't mind. It's asking for it, which inevitably means, hey, what do you do for a living, or how long have you two been together? I will never ask right. that ever. Right. I refuse to. But, oh, isn't that the worst? Like, are you guys on a date, and then oh, they have yeah. to go? Are we? I don't know what this is. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to put a label on this. Yeah, potentially ruining what they had blossoming because you confronted them about it. Yeah. Oh, where are we going? Well, I thought we'd go to the Starbucks drive-thru. Okay. Right? Yeah. I love that. It's it's kind of a tradition that we haven't been able to uh, engage in for a few years Yeah, do you guys have gift now. cards? I feel like... No, it's been a while. Point, but... there was gift cards. Oh, yeah, wow. we did, we did oh, have a bunch of gift cards for a while. Well, now that we're back in the car... Yeah. Yeah. I actually brought my own jug here, so I'm good. Do you need anything from the bakery? Yeah, <laughs> perhaps a birthday cake pop. <gasps> no, I'm okay. I don't. I'm not gonna make people listen to me chomp on a cake pop. Can we uh, confirm that a cheese Danish isn't actually cheese? Ask. It's um cream cheese. Okay, but sweetened. Look at that funny bird. Hey, funny bird. What are you doing? Are you injured or are you just chilling? He looks like he's chilling and watching people go through the drive-thru. Yeah. I don't see it. It's a little bird on the menu, just like totally chilling. Look at him. Funny bird. Look at you. I really like his belly's hanging over the edge like he just had a big... (laughs) He had a cheese Danish. Yeah. I wonder if he gets... If he's like the Starbucks bird that like picks up the Danishes people throw out of their car window. I wonder if we rolled down the window, he'd he'd go like, get a cheese Danish. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget the cake, Bob. (laughs) He's the one that... No, he doesn't want to tell all of his bird friends that this is where you hang out. Yeah. Scraps. He pretends he's at work, but he's here. Maybe that's why that bird's so interesting to me, because it's just a lone bird chilling. And staring. He was staring at it. That's what caught my attention. I was like, is this where I'm supposed to order? And then I looked up as if he was going to tell me. Like, yeah. Hey, is this where I order? Yeah. And I, yeah, that's why I freaked out years ago and, and talked about turtle eye contact. Birds will do that too. They'll give you a side eye and it's aimed right at you. And yeah. I, don't, I don't know why. I... Wait, what's turtle eye contact? Turtles. Um, you said you listened to the show. I Ross. know. It, <laughs> I, I, when I first moved to my neighborhood in Echo Park, there's a lot of turtles in that lake. And, uh, oh, yeah. And they might you... be tortoises. I love them both equally. So well, if I'd... they're in the water, they're probably turtles. Yeah, I think you're right. Because I follow more tortoises than humans on Instagram. So you're into them also? I'm very into tortoises. Hi, can I get um, a tall one-pump hot mocha? I'll have a grande iced coffee with some almond milk. Annalise? Oh, that's going to be it. Thank you. Sorry to interrupt. Yes, yeah, sorry. 
Oh, I was just talking about how much I love tortoises. <laughs> yeah, they... Well, they... My dream is to have a backyard filled with tortoises. Ooh. I want that more than anything in the world. I, I when think When you say about filled them, with, how many do you mean? To the brim. <laughs> <laughs> Capacity. Um, well, I don't know. I imagine that they'll get freaky deaky and multiply, mm. but I just want lots of them. I just find them so majestic. They're not bothered by anything. They're so peaceful. Yeah. I just love them it's, so much. It's yeah. the demeanor more than the eyes. Hey, but, it's all about me. They're looking at me. I like the way they carry themselves. The weird thing is, turtles don't do it for me. It's tortoises. It's the big ones. No, like the water. I don't like water. I'm not... Like the ones that swim around with the web feet. It's not that. I sea like... turtles, yeah, yeah. Well, I do like a sea turtle. But uh -oh. I... you know what? Okay. It feels like you don't. Let's order some straws. I oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I follow so many tortoise accounts, it's not even funny. Yeah, yeah. My I... whole feed is just tortoises eating cucumbers and oh yeah. Lettuce yeah. heads. And... I get it. I get you wanting them to be dry. Yeah. Did you have any childhood experiences where you got to ride on a giant tortoise like a horse? Turtle, rather? No, I can't say I ever did that. I did. And they could they did? could actually move, yeah. My, it was in uh, San Diego, and the backyard had a cave system for this giant 100-year-old huge turtle. Wow. That's the, that's the thing. If you do get a backyard full of them, you'll have them for so long. Oh, they'll yeah. outlive me. They'll yeah. be in my will. Yeah. And yeah. then they'll be someone else's so problem. Every year, so many tortoises and parrots are being bequeathed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. To some college student. It's like, my grandma gave me an old bird. What? Cut to a script. That Yeah, that could be a good movie. Written by me. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, for kids. I feel like I won't, you know, end up looking too hard for a tortoise i just you know ask around anyone's grandma got a tortoise yeah um get a rescue foundation yes, situation that's going. what i want and i want like little like pomeranians that like ride on the back like this <laughs> that's what i want i yeah. want to wake up in the morning with my coffee and look out my backyard and see tortoises with little pomeranians sitting on top yeah i do like the idea of uh, some mutual a symbiotic ride me backyard relationship all right two animals <laughs> yeah well all right, two animals. All right. I, and I, no i just stand in the corner and watch <laughs> <laughs> i'll be over here behind this bush i want to go back to stand-up for a second let's do it because i've been doing a lot of it lately and i've just been really into it lately has it been going good yeah yeah nice yeah. I mean, I've just been having fun. Good. Like, I don't know. I've just been excited about a lot of things that I've been talking about. Well, it's also because I wasn't, um, I haven't been talking about ghosts much. And I kind of keep the ghosts and the stand-up, like, separate. And so then I yeah. kind of, it gave me a second to, like, work on some stand-up. So then I got really excited about stand-up material. Mm -hmm. And I think it was because I had, like, a couple of months off from the ghosts and um, well, how long have you guys? When did you guys start doing stand up? In the in the very beginning. Yeah. So a long uh, twenty three years ago. Nineteen ninety. 
<laughs> 33 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow, I didn't know that. Uh, I started when I was 20. What? Wait, okay, so, Chris, you started in, what, the year 2000? Yes. Was this in Austin? It was. Or Missoula? I moved See, to Austin. See, I listened to every <laughs> yeah, episode. you really Proven. do. Proven. <laughs> That's so, yeah. And I knew when I was moving, I was doing, I was in an improv group, and I was enjoying that, but. I moved there knowing that was that there was a scene there and I checked out no other scene. I just knew that there was one there. That's for my coffee. Can I have my purse? I don't want oh, yes. some five dollars. It's wrinkly and ripped. Is that why you don't like it? <laughs> yes. I'll take it. It looks counterfeit. <laughs> it's soft. Like, wait. It's soft like a tissue. Do you think you'll bring back could you go to the improv lab and bring back your show? Or would you, you know, not? No, I don't like being responsible. Yeah, <laughs> I, for people. Oh, this person's running late, and yeah, we gotta I, find someone to. Yeah, I and wouldn't wish that on you. I yeah. have canceled, also, <laughs> and I feel like I deserve people to cancel on me when I'm in charge. Right, right. And I just don't. I just don't want to deal with that. It's so stressful. I have never done it. I've never been responsible for a show. I It's too much for me. I feel like when I'm hosting and producing or whatever, the last thing I'm thinking about is the performing. Yes. And that's like, that's not fun for me. So. No, it becomes, yeah, because yeah. Uh, when April and I had that show at the Improv Lab, it was so fun to have... Uh, something that like we could rely on that we knew we were going to do we would see all the people we liked we would have a fun night all those yeah, things uh, that that was the good times that but show. I th- but I never wrote anything I thought it would make me write new yeah. material and it was like the opposite where I started treating it like a history assignment that I didn't want to get done and yeah. I was like what am I doing <laughs> yeah yeah now I I'm just producing yeah are you doing it anywhere regularly no. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of yeah. a dumb question because I don't go anywhere regularly. Yeah, not regular. I don't know yeah. why I never cross paths with you. Are you, like, on the road a lot? or? I've um, started doing, like, a, like, kind of the Austin alt-right. Just kidding. No, I, <laughs> I am getting better about performing in town, but for a while I was lazily waiting until I was out of town. I get it. Um, I, I just think it's like a fun time right now. Like, I just feel like there's a lot of good shows. I've been it's, loving it. It's well, just and, fun. And I feel like I was just listening to this thing because about the rise of the fascist uh, Christian nationalists in this country. And I jokingly just brought that up. Did you, um, did you hear me say? That? I didn't. No, I, I, I backed out of my own joke. <laughs> oh, the alt-right yeah, Austin that, joke? Yeah. yeah. Um, but <laughs> they were talking about the reason, like, they're trying to figure out like what's going on aside from the political action, like what's going on, why people, and it's this idea, uh, it's called something like group effervescence, where when you're in a crowd and like a, a singular thing happens and everyone experiences it together, there's, it's why people love concerts and it's why, like, it's why Trump people started going to all those rallies. It's this unification that we as humans need because it's like this bonding and this social thing. And I think comedy is crucial to that for, for like certain people and for, sorry, but smart people because it's like going and having smart people go, here's some new thoughts, not the same old shit you're hearing over and over again uh-huh. in like commercials or conversations or at the water cooler. 
here's this crazy thing you've never put together before. And the crowd is like, fuck yeah, this is, I love this. And everyone's having this like unified experience. So that's my theory of why, even though it's going to change because everything always does, comedy and that live performing will always be a thing. I think you're right. We can rest assured. And don't worry, I'm not going to ask you when we're going to see you perform. (laughs) Oh, there has been talks. I I only know every single word, even the banter (laughs) to your live album. Oh, Ross, that means the the world. Yeah. You guys know I'm like, this is my fan... a fan club thing I won to be here. I'm like the biggest fan of both of you. Thank Aww. you. Wait, so 1990. Um, yeah. Very big year for me. I'm not going to say why, but you it was. <laughs> <laughs> please, please do not tell me you were born in 1990. Um, what? That was in San Francisco? Yeah. Uh, I started in Sacramento, but uh, moved to San Francisco almost immediately after. Okay. And who was doing stand-up in San Francisco in 1990-ish? The headliners were like Greg Proops, Mark Marin, wow. um, The bulldog of comedy, Bobby Slayton. Bobby Slayton was <laughs> the over pit at the bull. punchline. That, yep. The pit bull. Get your briefs oh, right. How did you know he was the pit bull? Oh, that's funny. She knows. She I'm knows. a comedy nerd. She... <laughs> that's great. The pit bull. The pit bull was there. I believe... Was George... pit bull there? I know. He, he was in Florida. <laughs> And of course, worldwide. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was a ton of amazing people, and then there was like, was oh, Joey Gladstone there? No, I mean, not that I knew. <laughs> okay, wait, <laughs> not There's, that I would acknowledge. <laughs> do you know? Do you understand what I'm saying? The, of the ice cream Gladstones? No, oh. but the, I t- I'm telling you, there's like a millennial or two that thinks I just said the funniest thing in the world. Oh no! Um, <laughs> Joey Gladstone was Dave Coulier's character on Full House, <laughs> and he was a San Francisco stand-up comedian. Oh, Joey, oh, goddamn it! That's so funny. Well, so was he ever doing sex you for when you were there? <laughs> Please explain it to anyone with a false hip in the car. Oh, that is the... Fu- I, I didn't know he was a comic on that. Yes, yeah, his catchphrase was, cut it out. Cut it out. I thought that yes. was the kid's catchphrase. She was just mimicking her dad? He was the uncle. Yeah, Uncle Joey is responsible for that one. Oh. Which, uh, my mind was blown when I moved here and realized, like... Oh, wait, they didn't shoot that in San Francisco. Like, they didn't even, like, ever probably go to San Francisco. Like, they did the opening credits there. Yeah. Yeah. And then everything else is probably at, like, Warner Brothers or something. Yeah. Yeah. They were here in Burbank, probably. Probably. Yeah, there's just one establishing shot of a house near Dolores Park or something. Because I was in San Francisco, like, a couple years back, and I went to some, like live music thing and I'm like I wonder if this is where Uncle Jesse would perform like because on the show he was a local musician and I'm like wait no (laughs) whatever it's not real and in real life he was drumming for the Beach Boys wait did everyone on Full House did their characters have their real life interests probably you know I think so except Bob Saget's character well then there's also Aunt Becky um, Mm. which is turned into a different storyline in real life but she was a newscaster with um, Bob, with Bob Saget. Saget. Yeah. And that 
is what Karen watched every morning to hear the news. <laughs> when I would get up and smoke a clove and stare out the window and then watch the local news. Yeah, it was called Wake Up San Francisco. That's <laughs> what it was called. I'd be like, I don't want to. Also, Uncle Joey at one point was a ventriloquist, which is another thing. Uncle Joey was... Dave Coulier. Okay. Joey Gladstone, the comedian. The, the stand-up. That, that we were to... do, we were out there doing sets with. That's so funny. <laughs> Thank you for explaining that because we just let it breeze by. I literally was taking. I immediately pictured in my head a blonde guy. That's kind of weird. Maybe my subconscious had some idea of what you were doing, but in my head, I was just like younger probably hipper i wasn't around during the gladstone era the gladstone <laughs> era here's the deal i have See, a date look tonight. at this ross oh we've i forgot oh yeah that, that was a possibility and we need to quickly okay well let's look. change the subject to that okay yes let's do it okay. i need to it's it became a tentative thing not that long ago um <laughs> I am sort of in a flake era a little bit. <laughs> and I did tell, because he was telling me like, oh, he's like in Santa Monica and then he has to drive to downtown and then has to come back over here. So he's busy all the time. Or is he an Uber driver? <laughs> no, um, but he does live downtown, which I'm like, I'm not going there. Right. So I was like, do you want to do it some other time? Because like, I don't want to wait for like, because he, it sounds like he wants to be there later than I want to be there. Beware, so, be. Oh, at a restaurant. Oh, okay. So you're going to a restaurant. Is it restaurant over here? Like we can, yeah. drop, we can drop you there if it yes, makes sense. It is pretty close by. I, this Perfect. is great. We're not only are we back in the car. We're actually taking you to a real. Um, not only that, it's my first date. Um, being single. This, it, I haven't been on a date since before the pandemic. Oh my lord. Ooh, this, I love this. This is better yeah. than a flight. Can we change the podcast to that? Yes. To For, uh, Do you need, do a, you date? need a first date? Do you need a first date? Yeah, <laughs> and I thought I would share that with you guys because... How do you feel? Are you nervous? Do you... Well, okay, to be fair, I, I do think that COVID changed the dating world in some ways. And one way is like... First of all, I'm not meeting anybody until I FaceTime you. Oh, and so sure. We already did a two-hour FaceTime. Ooh. So I kind of got a lot of that out of the way. This is when... How'd that go? Um, it went well. Well sure. enough to do a, a tentative dinner together. Was it... Was the beginning... Because I find FaceTime so horrifying. Every time it comes on, my phone is so close to my face and it's awful. But... <laughs> How do you deal with, maybe this is the way I should structure this question, how do you deal with, like, the awkwardness of a conversation like that? Would, do you have any tips or tricks? Ooh, I'm very big on this. Now, I'm just <laughs> going to be completely honest with you guys. This is my first um, date not in my home. Um, I've had a, a person or two over. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. Okay. We've met... You know, and right. you know, yeah. some arts and crafts or whatever it is that we <laughs> <Yes>. did. Yes, <laughs> uh, slap some glue around. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Paste. Yeah, decoupage a yeah. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, yes. Um, the guy that came over, his name was Michael. He 
told me he had a store. And he had um, just... <laughs> no. Uh, and his mother, Joanne, Joanne picked him up. Of course. <laughs> and their Christian uncle, Hobby. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, so w- this is how I do it. First, I talk to them until I feel like they're not creepy. Like, I need to make sure you can have a conversation. I like a little bit of back and forth. Yeah. Whatever. We I, Sometimes it takes longer. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't allow it to take that, that long. <laughs> I need to make sure I like, I like going back and forth with you. And then I say, we got to hop over to FaceTime, which some of these apps just have it built in. So you don't even have to like exchange a phone number. Right. Um, and then, I mean, I don't want to give it away too much because then if anyone listening is going to be like, wait, she does that with other people. <laughs> but usually I'm like, oh my God, you are real. <laughs> I thought maybe you're fake. No, you have to say that. Yeah, definitely. Because you do. There is the chance that it's you're being catfished. Totally. Or that I could be a catfish, to you be fair. You could be a burglar. You could have a ski mask and oh a knife. God. We can all be anything we want to be. If we put our minds to it, <laughs> we could be any criminal we want. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I've had all kinds of experiences. And I'm very picky with any of this stuff. But I've had FaceTimes where I'm like, it's not going past this. Like, nope. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm also secretly psychic I don't really like (laughs) lead with that but I am pretty psychic about like picking up vibes also back to comedy I feel like comedians have to be like you have to be good at like reading rooms and like picking up on vibes Mm -hmm. oh yeah that sort of a thing and I just am very in tune I feel with that um, when it comes to people, um, living people, I'm not like a medium. I can't yeah, predict yeah, yeah. anything. <laughs> I'm not going to like, yeah, I can't charge anyone for it. But That's a shame. I know. But <laughs> I, I am definitely like, I can just tell if I'm like, okay, you're creepy or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So this guy has passed the uh, two hour FaceTime. Yeah. So that's pretty good. That's yeah, great. That's a long FaceTime. Yeah. So, and after dinner, what bowling? I don't even know. That's the hardest. My whole life, it's been the hardest thing in the world to think of date ideas. I know. Oh, and there's Euphoria, which is a pet salon. (laughs) (laughs) Euphoria. Oh, it is. (laughs) And you leave looking like the girls from Euphoria. Your dog sparkles underneath your eyes. Your dog will have rhinestone (laughs) eyelids. It's crazy. And a vape. This is. They're um, shameless. So, uh, wait, what was the thing you asked me? Oh, dates. Um, I think I'm, this one I would just end there because I I like him. I yeah. Think he's, I think he's great. I think we should just take it slow, you know? When mm-hmm. you call it uh, quits in the FaceTime stage, are you open? Do you just kind of go, oh, I got to go. That's, uh, my internet just went out and unplug it. Or do you say, I can tell this isn't going anywhere, so goodbye. Like a cut and dry... <sighs> So you don't have to worry about it anymore? Of course you don't. You're nice. No, I'm pretty honest. Um, Well, you're still nice. (laughs) I'm just kind of like... I'm not for everyone. That's for sure. (laughs) I'm a specific flavor. Same. But there is a man... Okay, well, first of all, let me backtrack. Another era I'm in is my cougar era. Yes. Um, I'm definitely... 
talking to guys that are younger than me. Smart. And I don't know, I think like being six foot one and like a comedian and whatever, like I'm kind of like, uh, what's the word? Like, I'm kind of bossy. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you have the upper hand. I'm kind of like, I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) And I think my comedy persona too is definitely from um, a place of real life and it's a side of me that's like like I've been having so much fun lately yelling at audiences oh my god it's the best (laughs) and just being like I don't know it is pretty cool that you're getting dropped off in this way at least it gives you something to talk about Oh, oh, I, I got know. dropped off by a mobile podcast. Cheryl Crow should cover that song. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, I'm bossy. God. And, you know, sometimes these guys don't like that. And I don't blame them. But sometimes they're like, yes. They're like, hello. Hello, I like that. <laughs> um, but so, to answer your question, if the vibe's not right, I'm just like, you know, I'm not feeling this. And um, So you do say that. I'm such a wimp, I'm scared to say I'm not feeling that. So I, what do you do? Oh, I let it go on for three or four years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm definitely dating guys that are a few years younger than me which is it's really interesting because I'm you know I'm millennial age and there's people that are a few years younger than me that just have like a very different outlook uh like the their idea of like dating and gender and like all that stuff is so different than my age and older yeah so in a way that's refreshing yeah yeah it's so much better and like of course I've had a lot of experiences dating guys that are like my age or older that are a little bit more like don't tell my wife like yeah just like yeah no one knows i'm here do they oh and, the don't tell my wife age. sir yeah sir <laughs> sir go home sir please to your family go, please go Cut watch it succession out. yeah um, <laughs> what why so yeah, why these you... younger guys so um funny. which i feel i'm it's weird because I'm not old, but they're like, there is a big difference between um, millennial and, you know, people in their 20s, mid 20s. The Gen Z's yeah. and yeah. the alphas or whatever. Yeah, there's just a lot more that are like, yeah, I'm bi, I'm pansexual, I'm whatever, no big deal. So that's great. Yes, it is. And yeah. I've, been, I've been having fun with that. And that age uh, group is rarely hiding from wives. I just keep thinking <laughs> no, of a dinner well, over the nose like a train robber. They all have eight wives or whatever because they're all polyamorous. Yeah, but, yeah. But everyone's fine with it. Yeah. You know? So it's an interesting, it's an interesting adjustment to talk to people that you're like, oh, wow, you don't have a problem with that? I'm like, conditioned to believe that like this thing is bad right whatever and they're like well i grew up when it wasn't and then it's it is very refreshing yeah well now it's such a huge change yeah yeah i like them I, i like that age group a lot um they keep me young 
And they're bossable. Sorry, sir. Yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't make a decision. That guy's mad at me. Yeah. They're bossable. They're bossable. Um, I, yeah, I guess I am bossy. Well, also, like, I feel like it's easy for a lot of guys on dating apps to... Or just anyone in general, just to kind of be disrespectful or like, you know, they don't talk to you the way that they would in real life. Right. It's just like, that's been like, they just instantly are gross, you know, like yeah. I'll just, I'll encounter guys that are just like, what are you wearing right now? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, can you say hi? How are you? <laughs> like, that's how I'm bossy. With that's, yes. that's when I'm like, no, don't. Mm. But sometimes it's like, God, you are really cute though. So I'm like, don't talk to me normal <laughs> yeah and then if they don't then i'm like and that's also a good go. idea the facetime gets rid of that oh i'm a tough guy when i'm texting or you know i i that's why i've never liked about email even if if someone wants to be confronting and then all of a sudden it's like well i'm not going to go back and forth with email i'm just going to call and then they will totally change their tune and I oh yeah I mean it's like the people that write the mean comments and stuff yeah okay well it's looking like if I do hang out with him it's gonna be late okay well god I love it though I mean there's the possibility is really fun and the idea that like you know there's something really about an official date that's very um I realize we're all always trying to be like no big deal. No, everything's low key. But at the same time, it's like you made it past, let's just call it phase three or whatever. And now you're in phase four, which doesn't happen that often. So it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know if I, how I feel about if I want to date. Like, that's why I'm just kind of like, whatever. It's like, I just kind of am on the dating apps and then... I don't know, sometimes someone nice pops up that I can actually have a conversation with and I'm like, sure, why not? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, but I don't know. Can we at least drive by the restaurant and stake <laughs> oh, it out? Yeah. Practice? <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're it, just gonna practice. It's here in Burbank. Um, it's something vegan on Riverside Drive. Here's oh. Riverside. That was my suggestion because it's one of my favorite restaurants. Are you vegan? Eater. Um, yeah, I am, but I'm. I have a real sweet tooth, and so if yeah, if you hand me a donut and you yeah. don't tell me what's in it, I'm <laughs> sure. not gonna ask. Yeah, it's not gonna be. But I don't eat meat. Or yeah, sure. Like you, you I actually don't went have to chicken something... grease in your car. No, no chicken grease, just peanut oil and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, I actually went to something vegan yesterday with Jackie B. Jackie B. The One of the greats. Legendary drag queen. You wow. know, my first writing job I ever had was Jackie Beat was on the staff too. Hi. It was true. <laughs> I'm a historian of you people. I really am. I know everything about all of you. <laughs> I didn't know the name of the. I just thought you bl- blurted that out, and I like. No, it. the show was called Hype. <laughs> it was. And it was a sketch show, right? It was. Yeah. I mean, I hang out with Jackie constantly, and I've heard so many stories about so many things that, I, yeah, I'm like a biographer. Please say hi the next time you hang out with Jackie. From oh me. yeah, all because the time. Jackie Beat is truly a genius in a way that, like, I kind of didn't understand, and it was like I would see 
the work they did at that show and just be like, holy shit, how do you think of that? But then, like, if you, have you ever seen Jackie Beat live, like, just do a show? I have not. Uh, She's incredible. She's also a brilliant singer, like, so so talented. She plays B. Arthur in the Golden Girls show that they used to do at Casitas del Campo. Yeah, and actually, I think it's all right if I say it. Um, There will be a run in August at the Lyric Hyperion, and I'll be playing Rose. (gasps) Wow! Congratulations! (laughs) I've done it in the past. It's big shoes to fill Drew Drogi but uh, yeah I'll be doing it and I'm very excited oh, that's great that's yeah and where is that at Lyric it's gonna be at the Lyric oh period. that's great uh, Golden Girls was one of the first things I did out of true quarantine like when people literally weren't going anywhere anything uh-huh. and that show started up again I can't remember how it all kind of played out but I was like I need to do this and I need to go be around actual people and stuff and the singing of the theme song at the beginning of that show and the audience doing it all together it was oh yeah that would be great beautiful it really really helped me a lot out of you know two and a half years of just like watching tv with my dog Mm. yeah yeah it's that's a big I mean that's the thing part of my like queer upbringing as an adult is like working with them and doing I've because I've done like the guest star roles with them since um I don't know 2014 or 15 or something and Mm -hmm. I've done a bunch of them and then a bunch of other shows um in that basement with the same people Jackie Beach, Sherry Vine, Sam Pancake, Drew Drogi Mm -hmm. and it's just a magical little crew of just, the best of the best, really. Yeah, it really is like a special. Did you do a thing. pilot with them that I watched that was funny? And now I'm not remembering the plot, but I laughed a lot. I don't know <laughs> if I did do a pilot with don't. them. Maybe it wasn't. Yeah. Well, how long the thing of the lyric is it like a run? Are you committed to it's multiple weeks? It's usually like about two weeks, like a. Uh, Thursday to Sunday, maybe eight shows or so a oh, weekend. Oh, that's great. So it just gets better and better. Does that yeah. mean the Casitas Theater is gone permanently? For now. Oh, they're going to they're gonna figure out a way to build a, a fire exit? Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know the oh. exact details, but I'm hopeful. I am too, because God, I love that place so much. I mean, Lyric Hyperion is great, and like, I there's we've all done shows and whatever but there's something about casitas because it is downstairs which is very like that rathskeller comedy room that's like where i started too and it just is i just love it just feels like the kids are in the basement playing the parents are upstairs yes very low ceilings which i love i require them yeah drew Drew and sam did that show when they were the (laughs) spiritual leaders yes and they were doing riffs, like naming different parts of the audience, giving them names. Uh-huh. And at one point, <laughs> Sam just goes like this to like the top row of people and's like, the original cast of The Sandlot. And it was like, <laughs> one of the funniest. <laughs> it's just like, that's, that's how comedy's not going anywhere. Live performance isn't yeah. going anywhere. Yeah. People yeah. need that shit. That is <laughs> so funny. It's so good. Yeah, anyone, I forget. I forgot people are listening to us. Um, if anyone listening uh, doesn't know what we're talking about, this place, Casita del Campo, in, it's in Los Angeles, an area called Silver Lake, and it's um, 
family-owned Mexican restaurant. The food is great. So good. It is... The decor is so fun. Now and I know where you're talking. Pink. It's right down the street from Lyric. Yes. yes. Yeah, right I love it. it there. It's yeah. a pink building and yeah. the most gorgeous mosaic tables mm. and um, very queer, but, you know, open for everyone. And yeah, I, then there, in the basement, there. there's a little theater. And I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. It's so great. It's the perfect size, too, because it's what, like 100? Uh, even people? less, maybe 70 or something oh. like that. Uh, well, I used to do my uh, podcast live down there uh, because oh, they say it's haunted. Oh, no, so, really? Yeah, I would have like psychics and we'd do like Ouija boards and stuff down there and, and wow. live on stage. Wait, Rose, should we spend a little bit of time talking about your podcast just for the <laughs> yeah. marketing aspect of Yeah, yeah, this... the cross-marketing. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. Being an exactly right family member yes, family well, did i say welcome that? to the can family we, can we talk about it yeah because this comes out like a week after oh my god <laughs> well my tongue's bleeding over here <laughs> oh. <from biting> <laughs> now you tell me um yeah it is a true dream yay i have to tell you like you the everybody that you got over at this exactly right thing. <laughs> they are so, they make me feel so special. Oh yeah. They make me feel so appreciated and just excited. It's just really like an exciting place. The morale is high. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just, yeah. I love it. Oh good. I, 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 it's been a dream working with everybody. Yeah. I have, no notes <laughs> whatsoever. Like, I'm not even kidding you. Aww. No notes. And, um, yeah, like, there was a thing just the other day where they were kind of showing me some wording of something that I could say. And I was like, I've had so many people be like, here's something that you should say or whatever that I'm like, I would never say right. that. And I was looking at this and I'm like, this is the first time ever. This is... Like, this sounds like me. Yeah, And I'm yeah. like, you must have spent so much time listening to my podcast. And, like, right. I just, it just really. I felt that way when I read the promos we recorded the other day. Yeah. I, I it was in our voices. Well, yes. Attention is being paid. Yeah, attention is paid. And by people, you know, we have an amazing Allison and Aaron, the marketing, but Aaron Brown, who she writes those scripts, and, and Allison, you know, they vet all that stuff. But, they dive in like it's the approach is uh obviously the approach of like a fan like you have to love a show to add it to your mix because it's like now we now we're all working together so like yeah get into it and know the voice and i know that's it's it's so nice i love those guys so much they do such an amazing job when you when you get things up and running i i if you need a guest i'd like to i have a new i did stand up at a haunted uh the renwick mansion in davenport iowa and uh so i can talk about that i don't want to uh, give away yeah. anything nice. but uh, let's just say some doorknobs jiggled 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. And mostly I scared myself, but the vibes were there, and I don't want to give away anymore. There was an abandoned psych board. Stop okay. talking. Oh, I'm done. I'm okay. done. I just wanted to give away some visuals. Wow. I'm very excited to hear about your jiggly doorknobs. Okay, I'm done. No, that's great. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, this whole thing, dream... City. Yay. Dot com. Um, we feel lucky to have you. And no, it's just, thank you. Well, and it, I'm so passionate about the show that, like, to have other people be really into it too. It's like, it just feels great. Yeah, it, right? It feels to really, really your nice. Art appreciated and supported. It's, yes. it's really quite something. As, be- a, as a person who did it for a long time, kind of with none of that it's like yeah it really makes a huge difference well and what i do is so like to me it makes a lot of sense that people would be like oh what a fun like concept like oh ghosts and like celebrities and laughter and yeah queerness and whatever else and (laughs) but sometimes like people are like wait what is this like i don't know they just like don't get what it is so and you're like hang up that facetime call (laughs) goodbye bye (laughs) um yeah i bring up my podcast every time i facetime (laughs) these guys well honestly Uh, it wasn't until i did your podcast that i even asked myself if i'd had any experiences well that's what's so fun about and then i realized i had yeah Yeah. uh, that's i love to have people on that you know, everyone's so used to being asked the same kinds of questions all the time or whatever. Um, how, like like I asked you guys, when did you start doing stand-up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's, it's, it's fun to see how excited people are to talk about the jiggly doorknobs. That yes. they saw. Like, I, I love to hear people telling stories that they've never told before and then thinking about it. And then, you know, I get a lot of people that go, oh, yeah, there was this one time. I completely forgot about this. And yeah. I don't know. I'm just really into the conversations. It's And it opens up a lot of deeper conversations about uh, cultural beliefs and religious beliefs right. and our upbringings and science and history. All things that uh, weren't really addressed in my home. Like the, the spirituality and all of that was just kind of... Which I've, is... I've, I've ignored it for most of my life. Yeah. And, and I, you've opened me up and it's the reason I'm now a Latter-day Saint. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's... it's To me, the show is like a, a survey of what different people believe. Um, mm-hmm. Because I don't have any agenda with it. Like, I'm not really trying to make people believe. It, I think it's up for the audience to decide. But hearing different people... Upbringing is a huge part of it, I think, a lot of times. But it's interesting when, like, you weren't raised to believe in it, but then it still happens. Like, I don't know. That, to me, is kind of, like, validating or whatever if that yeah. seed isn't planted in your head young. or oh, and yeah. There's just so many different types of conversations that we can have that all kind of turn into this, like, list of different different things that could be true or not true. or um, yeah. yeah. Or, like, what you have experienced versus... Um, what is believed or understood where it's kind of like I don't think when I tell the story that I told on your show when I was on it iconic it's <laughs> like my and I think I probably said it but it's like I never 
am wanting people to believe me. I don't give a shit if they believe me or not. I know what happened. Totally. Right. And it's that kind of thing where it's like sometimes people feel really defensive or really sorry. I'm going down there. Uh, sorry, sir. That's you're right. <laughs> he read your right. lips. You're right to look at me like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's that it's that feeling where it's just like, but it is so fun to go. I understand that this is hard to believe, but I'm still going to tell you what happened to me because, uh, like, it only happened to me. And so, totally. like, it's really fun to be able to go, like, can you believe this happened to me to a person that's open to hearing it? Yeah. But you also had other people that you lived with that experienced Yes, that, I did. Which is always validating. But that's why, like, sometimes people will be like, yeah, I don't believe in that stuff. And I'm like, well, I still think that the show is an interesting thing because... You'll probably find somebody that's been a guest that you enjoy uh, or, like, are a fan of or whatever and just hearing a good story from them, first of all. Like, it's just it's just good storytelling. Yes. But also, it's like, nobody has any reason to make any of this stuff up. It's just their experiences. And I don't know. I think it's good to be skeptical of this stuff. Why not? We shouldn't just, like, assume everything is true. But... I don't, I, it's just fun to ponder and like think yes. about the different possibilities of it. Yeah. Well, and also the kind of like, uh, I don't know what I would have said before I had that experience, but then now when other people try to say it and the people who have to say things like, I don't believe in any of that stuff. It's just like, well, I'll talk to you when it happens to you right. because it's happened to a ton of people. Right. And like, just because it hasn't happened to you doesn't mean it isn't a possibility in the world. I'm here to tell you it is a possibility right. in the world. Yeah. For most of my life, I said, uh, I don't believe in any of that stuff. And then now in retrospect, I'm like, oh, there were several instances where clearly... Something was that going was down. Ghost. Yeah. Well, yeah. it happens all over the world, all throughout time. Like... It, it, so many people say that they've had these experiences. I feel like the last survey that they did, I want to say, said like it was over half people believe that it's possible, like paranormal experiences. Yeah. And so it's like, there's got to be something there. Like, I think every single person knows somebody if you asked yes. around. We get, on My Favorite Murder, we get hometowns where people are like, my grandma told me she would send me a sign, and then they'd say this very specific thing, and it's not just like the light blinked. It's it's literally like, and then this thing happened that she used to do, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, sure, people could be lying. People could always be lying. Right. But what is the, the idea of like a story? It's such a good story to think mm -hmm. this person that you loved so much is gone and there's somewhere else going, hey, I'm, I still think about you. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. I know. And that's what I love about it. It's like so much of it can be spooky. Sometimes it can be like heartwarming. Yeah. I think it was for me also not experiences, but so much when someone dies, like when my mom died, you are, you're like, well, there has to be some spiritual element to this. I refuse to believe that. And then you can feel it and it's like, okay, well, that wasn't necessarily a haunting but it's something that you can feel. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, and uh, you can't put it into words and and convince someone else. It's yeah, and like uh, when I when I ask around to people to be guests on the show, like sometimes they don't have a Karen Kilgariff level <laughs> story. I gotta epic hear it. Tale, but um, 
it, it might just be like a, a short because most of the time these things are like little things that happen. They're yeah. not like big long stories, right? But um, it makes one believe like, oh, there could be more. Yeah, there could be more out there. Maybe one day. I'll live in a house like Karen Kilgariff. Yeah. You, anyone can live in that rental house in Sacramento if they I'm have. So, <laughs> that episode when you were on, I'm telling you that is was when that I was, happy? I was recording in my shower during the pandemic, and it just the audio is so bad, but it's like the best story ever. We'll have to revisit. <sighs> That would be a dream. Yeah. Anyway, so well, what, here we are at my mansion. When so. is your when is that the Golden Girls show run? August sometime. Sure. Follow me at Roz Hernandez, sure. and I'll tell you there. Is that all your handles on everywhere we can find you? Um. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> my TikTok is at it's Roz Hernandez. But um, I'm mainly just Instagram. Yeah. Even if I post a TikTok, I'll put it on Instagram. I love TikTok. Yeah. It's the best. I love Roz. I love Roz, too. Oh, my God. Why don't you guys marry me, then? <laughs> I can't. You're going on a date. <laughs> I'm Polly. <laughs> <laughs> Good to see well, you. you've been listening to D-Y-N. <laughs> Are you leaving? (laughs) This has been an exactly right production. Produced by Annalise Nelson. Mixed by Edson Choi. Our talent booker is Patrick Kotner. Theme song by Karen Kilgariff. Artwork by Chris Fairbanks. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dinar Podcast. That's D-Y-N-A-R Podcast. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Follow Do You Need a Ride on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you never miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit the exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Do You Need a Ride merch.